Thank you for listening to The Wonder Podcast. I'm Joe Vacanti. It's our desire that you would take this message and that you would choose to live the life God always imagined for you. 1 Corinthians 24 says this, Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this precious gift that is your word. That is the anchor for our souls, the thing we can turn to. That is hope that breathes life into dead bones and dry places. Thank you for your beautiful design of the church. We love you. We thank you for the space to meet in. May we never grow comfortable with the everyday miracles. We love you. In your name, amen. I love that we get to possess the word of God. If you don't know, there's um, people and places all over the world today that, you know, I I could pick out this uh, really fancy one with a cool lion on it, Aslan. (laughs) And uh, there's a million different uh, looks to the Bible, a million bunch of different versions. And there's some people that all that they're hoping to get is one piece of a page pass through their village. So um, I know at times I can grow accustomed to it, but I just want to encourage you when you look at this to remember the privilege that it is. And sometimes I like to just read right, right out of it. So anybody into the Olympics? Next summer, Paris. It's pretty, pretty awesome, right? You know, the odds of making it into the Olympics is like 0.0013%. And out of all those who compete in the Olympics, only one person wins the gold. Back in the early days, I was a competitive swimmer. And I know the amount of dedication it took just to even qualify into the local swimming competitions. And in the summer times, I was a bit of a crazy person. I would wake up, there'd be a nighttime two-hour practice, and then I would wake up at six in the morning in high school in the summer to go swim in the freezing cold town pool. Pretty funny. If we wouldn't get in the water, a coach would uh, squirt us with the hose, so that water was slightly colder than the pool water. We get in. The good thing is, is it was so freezing that if you were sore anywhere, you didn't feel it because you were just frozen. I know the level of commitment to try to get up to just that level to even be able to compete. I'm sure none of you have heard of the guy named Michael Phelps, right? He is the most decorated Olympian of all time. 28 medals. The next closest person was 18 medals. Michael Phelps had a motto. He said, eat, sleep, and swim. That's all I can do. So today I want to talk to us about this idea of running to win. We are in a season here at Wonder called Dying to Live. The call 
of a Christian is to die to ourselves. And I was thinking about this the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you ever found yourself in a place where your mind is, you're working on, your, we're never completely there, but your mind is, a, is in a place where you have disciplined your mind and set your mind on the things of heaven and you're working hard towards that. And your soul is in a place where it's trusting God in faith. And you're like, I got those two pieces, but your body is a complete mess. Many of you ever been there? With what we got going on with the silo and all these things, I've been really trying to press in into my faith and let him stretch me. And then I'll wake up in the morning and I wasn't even thinking about the stress of that or the things going on. And I'll wake up the next morning covered in sweat, stomach sick. And I'm like, how God, how do, do I bring even my body into complete submission to you that my body's response is one of faith? And I was immediately reminded of these verses. Another version says, instead of I discipline my body, it says I beat my body. It is possible for 100% of us to experience what that peace looks like, the fruit of the Spirit. You know it, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, not just our soul and our minds. I'm convinced we can have it all. Let's look at our scriptures again. I want to point out a couple of things. The first thing in verse 24 is we have to recognize and remember we're in a race. It says, do you not know that in a race, all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Well, even if you don't like to run and you don't want to be in a race, as a Christian, you are in a race. I want to remind us, though, that our calling is not just to enter into a race, but it's actually to win. See, we're not running a race to get saved. It's not by our works or our good deeds that get us saved. At the moment of salvation, you're in. Salvation is your access. It's your qualifier. If any of you did sports or in the Olympics, they have the qualifiers to make it in. You are qualified the moment you give your life to Jesus. You've been entered into this free gift, and it's this race. Congratulations, you're in, and now you got to work hard. <laughs> Hebrews 12.1 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set out before us. Set before, it means appointed, destined. It's not accidental. Jesus doesn't save us and then beam us up to heaven like you're in. That would be, that would be nice, right? It'd be super easy. Yes, I'm in and, and then I'm in. I don't have to deal with any of this stuff. But the starting point, salvation is the starting point of our training. It's the starting point of our ability to learn what it means to have endurance. And I know there's some people in here that have done some uh, extreme events and extreme climbing and all kinds of things. And you know that it takes endurance to run a race. You have to work hard. You have to beat your body, train your mind. That word endurance means patient, steadfast, dedicated, and relentless. That verse also shows us, though, that the goal of our race is to be victorious, not to just make it through it. Many people can swim. Very few can compete. 
and even fewer can make it to the Olympics. I think, uh, I think it was Joe who used to say that it would be really funny to take like an average everyday swimmer and put them in the lane next to like an Olympian, right? Because when you see them all doing it, it's like, oh, look at them. They're, I mean, that just looks so simple. But if you were to put one of us in there, we'd see pretty, pretty fast the, the level of training and commitment that they have. Only one wins the gold. Most people can run a, a little stretch. Very few can run far. And only one wins the race. If you want a life that is victorious in faith, big kingdom impact, it's going to take huge sacrifice, dedication, and endurance. And what is the prize? The prize is our testimony of impact, the joy of serving him and sharing in with his victory. First Peter tells us this. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Romans 8 tells us this, And if children then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. James 1.12 Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised for those who love him. Maybe today you've realized that you're sitting in the stands. You're sitting on the side of the track. You've sat down in the middle of your race. Maybe today's the day that you get back into the race. It's what you were called to. It's what you were destined for as part of the church. The other thing in our verses that we need to remember if we're going to run to win is that it's going to take being focused and being intentional. Look at verses 25 and 26. Every athlete exercises self-control in what things? All things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one boxing the air. There's something about those who are victorious. There's something that sets them apart. They are incredibly focused. An athlete, somebody who's successful, brings all things into discipline. Second Timothy says this, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. With the Holy Spirit inside of us, we are able to possess self-control and demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit. But it's going to take focus, and it's going to take intentionality. I like that idea of uh, running aimlessly or boxing the air. Have you stopped and thought about, am I tired? Do I feel like I'm, I'm running in circles aimlessly without a direction? It's because you were designed for a particular race to run. And if you're not running that race, it's going to feel disjointed. It's going to feel chaotic. Do you feel exhausted? Like you're just fighting against the air and not making any progress. Maybe you're running the wrong race. Maybe you're not running your race with focus and intentionality. Those that know the way, follow the way. And that's Jesus. He said it. That's how we know. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And his word, this precious gift to us, it says it's a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. 
Those that are running a victorious race are intentional with their time and their energy and their thought life. Galatians 5 says this in the message version. I love it. It says, you were running superbly. Who cut in on you, deflecting you from the true course of obedience? This detour doesn't come from the one who called you into the race in the first place. And please don't toss this off as insignificant. It only takes a minute amount of yeast, you know, to permeate an entire loaf of bread. Deep down, the master has given me confidence that you will not defect. But the one who is upsetting you, whoever he is, will bear the divine judgment. It's so easy for us to lose focus. And we might think, what's the big deal? I got off course for a little bit. But like that verse says, just a tiny bit of yeast infects the entire and affects the entire bread. Similar to athletes, the Navy SEALs are incredibly disciplined people. They live every day of their lives, diet, food, mind, exercise, sleep. In fact, when they're being trained, they're often taken out and separated from the noise of the world. I read that one Navy SEAL's motto was, not dead, can't quit. Joe said that even though we're done with dying to live, we're not dead. So we can't quit. Another Navy SEAL, David Goggins, who apparently was the only Navy SEAL to go through Hell Week three times. Hell Week is designed to get into the Navy is one thing, to then get into the Navy SEALs as an even smaller group of people. And then of that small group of people, they put them through something called Hell Week, literally designed to take them to the brink of death, mental exhaustion, and complete emotional fatigue to the point that they will tap out, and most do. This guy is the only human being who decided to go through that three times, not because he had to, but because he wanted to. And he did it because he wanted to become uncommon among the most uncommon men. Uncommon among the most uncommon men. The best of the best. What if there was a group of people in Buffalo that chose that? to become the most uncommon of uncommon people. What would that look like? Navy SEALs and people often go through incredible rigorous training. And what is their reward? They got to go into the most dangerous places of the world. If you remember, it was the Navy SEALs who went in and took out Osama bin Laden. Wow, congrats, all of your sacrifice, all of your hard work, now go into the darkest, most dangerous place and risk it all. But think about the lives that they saved. Think about the victory that they had. The most dedication leads to the most greatest victories. This is the point of the church. The point of the church is to take people from strangers to community to army. We're not here to play house and play neighborhood. There is a lost, hurt, dying, broken world out there every single day. There's been Sundays that I've driven past the casino and places there and seen people coming out of those places that have been up all night. Where are the uncommon of the uncommon that are going to lay their personal stuff aside 
and be a place for the broken, to realize that people that are in dangerous situations need an army to go in. They need people who are trained and dedicated and incredibly focused. It's for real. People are going through hell every single day. And people are literally on their way to hell. Where are the Olympian believers ready to run fast and far in rescue? Where are the Navy SEAL Christians trained and prepared to go into the darkest and dangerous circumstances to make the biggest impact? Maybe today you're realizing you've been boxing the air or running in circles. Maybe today you would turn back to his word for training and regain your focus. And lastly, verse 27 shows us this. Paul says, I discipline my body and I keep it under control. Lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Now what's Paul talking about? He's not talking about salvation. We can't lose our salvation. He's talking about missing out on the victory, missing out on the win. What will it cost you? It's going to cost nothing less than everything. Because to get you in the race in the first place, it cost him everything. Matthew 16, 24, Jesus tells his disciples, unless you would come after, if you come after me, you must deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And if you think about that visually, if you're holding a cross in order to keep it on your shoulder, you're going to at least have out of your peripheral, your eyes are going to see the cross. If you lived every single day with the cross in your view, it would help you to be disciplined and focused. You would remember his death and our call to die to ourselves every day to live victorious. Charles Spurgeon said this, look to the cross and hate your sin for sin nailed your beloved to the tree. Another part of the verses, it talks about how Runners who run their race on earth win a earthly crown that's perishable. In the old days, uh, when the Olympics first started, they would have these wreaths, and the wreaths would eventually, you know, decompose and and fall apart. All of Michael Phelps' medals are going to one day be nothing, but we run a race for things that last forever, for crowns that last forever, for people's lives. Can you just imagine? That day in heaven where you meet Jesus face to face and he says, turn around and you see all of these people. And he says, Jesus, who are these people? And he says, these are the ones that your race was about. When you said no to yourself and your own desires, when the crowd was going a different way and said, you know what? You can just, you can just taste this little bit of the world. It's okay. Could you imagine Michael Phelps? Could you imagine the Navy SEALs? I'm sure people are like, oh, just eat a little bit of cake. It won't hurt you this one. Oh, Michael Phelps, you know, just down a couple of pizzas and beers right before you. He would never do it. And it didn't matter how much he got made fun of or how left out or how different he felt. He was committed. And one day, God is going to show you the impact that you made for the race that you ran. I don't know if you've seen that uh, COVID commercial. I'm not trying to get into all that fun stuff again. There's one uh, COVID commercial. They try to make it cute, like a spiky bouncy ball or something. I think pink is in it too. And it's like, I have to get vaccinated because I have asthma. And then the ball gets thrown to somebody else. And 
it goes to Michael Phelps and it says, I have to get vaccinated because, um, because of my depression. Michael Phelps, the most decorated athlete in all of the world with all of those victories, it still means nothing. As Christians, we look forward to the day where God says, well done, good and faithful servant. But we don't need the crown for ourselves. I love in Revelation where it says this. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. Could you imagine winning your race? He hands you a crown and you get to place that at the feet of our champion, the one who conquered sin and death and entered us into this race to begin with. Paul, towards the end of his life, says this. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Last thing I just want to talk to us about is this idea of disqualified. Because you might be thinking to yourself, and a lot of people do think to, to themselves or say out loud, you know what? It's not anybody's business what I do with my, with my faith or how I run my race. Hey, you guys all run your race. Stay in your lane. Who cares? doesn't matter if I sit down, sit it out. It absolutely matters. Because back when I was a swimmer, um, you had your individual races, but your points were actually going to the entire team. And it affected the team's ability to win or lose. So if you got disqualified, if you missed the mark, if you messed up or did something that what you weren't supposed to do in your race, it affected your entire team. A few um, weeks ago, Joe and I were at our Clarence location of the coffee house. And this older gentleman walks in and he was wearing a hat that said Vietnam vet. And um, Joe and I, as he walked up, just said, you know, thank you, sir, so much for your service. And we just want to let you know we have a, a discount that we give to, to veterans and people who are currently serving as well. And he became very emotional and said, you know, there's very few people that still do that. And he began to tell us his story that while he was in Vietnam, um, his unit was surrounded for months in a hopeless situation Day and night, bombs going off. Day and night, the threat of death was all around them. Finally, they got the orders that they couldn't stay there anymore. Their only option was to advance and to try to take out the enemy. And they had figured out a strategy because they had found where the enemy's supplies were. And so they went out in the night and they uh, captured the army supply center. To their dismay, when they pulled off the tarps, they found food goods and medicine and a note written on it from students from a certain university in California, USA. We are for you. We are with you. Their own countrymen, their own people were feeding and healing the enemy. Can you imagine surrounded, fighting for what you believe in, fighting for freedom, fighting for what you were asked to do, surrounded with the sounds of death and war all around you, 
finally the strategy of you're going to have to put on your rest of your bravery and strength that you have left, the thing you trained for, and you go out, you capture what is supplying the enemy, and it's your own people. He cried as he told us that. He asked us some other things about, you know, what we were doing. We told him about what we do in Sierra Leone. <laughs> this man <laughs> emptied out of his wallet three crisp $100 bills and said, give this to the work that you guys are doing in Sierra Leone. If you're not running your race, you can affect the whole team. You can affect the whole goal and the whole mission. Your disqualification can lead to a lot of hurt and a lot of loss. And we have to ask ourselves, because it matters, are we healing the enemy? Are we feeding the enemy? Because God wants so much more. We believe that the best days are ahead for our city. We believe that the best days are ahead for what he wants to do in Wonder Church. And we're going to need everybody focused and disciplined. And so, yes, I'm not saying that you're not going to feel anxiety. I'm not I'm not belittling that. I go through that myself. I'm I'm not going to say that you're not going to have days where you're just your body's sick and tired and worn out. But we don't have to give in to that. We don't have to just accept that. We can choose every day because if we're honest with ourselves, are we really filling our mind with the word of God? Are we really surrounding ourselves? Are we really praying? Are we really doing everything that it takes, not for religious purposes, because we know that we're in the race because of what he did, but so that we can stand victorious at the end, hold up that crown. We make it to the end of our lives, broken, beat up maybe even crawling our way in and to look at our champion, the victorious one, and to have something to lay down at his feet. Thank you, Lord. Thanks to all who give to Wonder Church. Your sacrifice makes this podcast possible. Thanks for listening. Let this talk do only what Jesus can and live your life in such a way that'll make the world wonder there must be more.